faith about? What's your faith about? Tell me what's your faith about? Either you gon' go and quit or find a way to make it out. Some niggas gon' throw a fit. Some might go and Hey guys, welcome back to Life with Alicia, the podcast. Here's episode two. We have the members of the Grits Co. podcast here today, and I'm gonna let them introduce themselves, um, and then we'll get into all the questions. So, whoever wants to go first. Hey everybody, I'm Earl Martin, born and raised in Columbia, South Carolina, but I reside here in Charlotte. I'm a licensed therapist that focuses primarily in trauma. Actually, know Alicia going all the way back yes. to our Ridgeview High School days yes. when we were young babies, but mm-hmm. here we are today. Grown. Big grown. <laughs> that part. Um, so my name is Julian Holland, and um, of course, I'm a part of the Grits Co. I'm from Sumter, South Carolina, and uh, for work, I am a government liaison, and we met Academy 101. I guess ACAD, so, yeah. Something like that. Yes. In college. And uh, yeah, I'm happy to be here. Yeah. yeah. Hello. <laughs> uh, I'm Tadium, Tadium Page uh, from Dillon, South Carolina, the big city. And now I live in Rock Hill, work in Rock Hill. Uh, my job is people. I do people, I do community. I make the world a better place. I'm just mm-hmm. every day. Um, excited to be here. Excited to see you again in your lovely face. Yes. Thank you for having us. Yes. It's so nice to see y'all because, like Earl said, this goes all the way back to, I guess, 2010, Mm because that's when I, like, and that's so crazy because, so you're four years older. Grade-wise. Grade-wise. Just sitting there. Grade-wise, right. In the 30s. Yeah. I know. My birthday is next week, and I'm like, oh. I'm still fun though. And I mean I'm actually like excited to get to the 30s. Like sidebar, like I feel like women on social media right now are making 30s look like the place to be. The day I woke up on 30, I just felt it's so weird. Uh Uh-huh. I just was like at peace. Mm -hmm. Like I love my 20s, live down. Right. But 30s, you just wake up and it's like, I'm good. Like it's just a lot of things you just don't worry about anymore. And every friend I have, because I'm the oldest in my friend groups. Once they hit 30, they say the same thing. So, yeah. come on. That's beautiful. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> Join I'm us. ready. Join but I'm not us. rushing, God, but I'm ready. Right. 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 <laughs> but so with that, because there is an age difference, what do you feel like you learned from them and what did y'all learn from him? And it can be just in life in general or it could be just specifically. So I want to start because... What's interesting is when uh, we got to Winthrop, of course, well, all three of us did yeah. at the same time in 2014. I'm I actually, yeah, you were a senior, and uh, we have a mutual friend, Brian, who introduced us like my freshman year. So immediately when I got to Winthrop, you know, being a young guy, like I'm scoping out to see like who else is like me, like who mm-hmm. am I going to gel with, all of that. And then Earl just used to come walking through the computer lab and digs. So I'm like, <laughs> He feel like family, you know, mm-hmm. how you doing, family? <laughs> and so I'm like, mental note. So come to find out, BJ introduces us probably spring semester mm-hmm. or something like that. And uh, I would say that I learned um, how to mind my business with, from you, but also like that friend group. Y'all were like in the cut. Like mm-hmm. you kind of had to search y'all out. Like whenever y'all would have kickbacks, whenever y'all would do things, mm-hmm. y'all would have wine nights or whatever. Very exclusive. They, very and, exclusive. And y'all, I feel like y'all were, ex- yeah. well, I don't know if it's the same friend group, but I feel like you were exclusive also. And I mean, I was also a freshman. So freshman being with seniors is crazy anyways, but I do feel <laughs> like in high school. So I feel like you've always had that 
I have been, I've always been a people person. Like, I love to chit chat. I'm a kiki. But my friends, mm-hmm. I can kiki with anybody. Right. That circle group is very, I'm just protective about my space and energy and my yeah. people. So, that's yeah, good. That make, was, that's a good lesson to learn. Yeah. That's drama. That was me. <laughs> I made it past the velvet, velvet rope. I loved you as soon as I met you. And then you tried to hide Tanya for like a year. I I didn't know about them at first. I didn't meet Earl till the sophomore year. Mm -hmm. Right? Am I telling the truth? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. First year of grad school. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, my sophomore year. But I never thought about what I learned from Earl more than I appreciated what I observed about Earl. Mm -hmm. Um, Just like his energy and how he navigates very calmly, but very present. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um... And I feel like I'm saying these words for the first time. You are. It's like, 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 you're (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I appreciate that. So Mm -hmm. as I'm navigating these thoughts, yeah, just your assuredness, how to operate in that space and be you, and know that that's always enough. I feel like Mm -hmm. I've observed that. And absorbed and observed that about you. Mm -hmm. So y'all don't know this about. I learned a little bit more freedom from y'all. Um. Because it was always just me and BJ, right? And so me and BJ were just... BJ was my only gay friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had, like, past vibes, but I've always been with, like, I got my girls. Right. Um, and so when we met them, even in their journeys, right, and y'all coming into y'all own and coming into y'all's queerness, I've just always appreciated y'all freedom when we all did get together. So y'all always kind of gave that just be free space. Mm-hmm. So that space of, it don't really got to be on. And I think all of us have had to be on a lot because we were so involved in campus and different things. So, mm-hmm. yeah, y'all always kind of gave me freedom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> Come on, bro. Come on, yes. <laughs> no, but um, I, and this is like kind of going off because you're talking about being on campus together. Mm-hmm. How do y'all navigate people thinking that just because you're both or people think that y'all are dating or how, how do y'all do y'all even oh, do y'all even give that any like do y'all even address it or y'all just like let it or if because people don't even ask I think that's the that thing that, that's I probably the thing a lot of things because no. if you do know me girl is very boundary <laughs> I mean I guess if you had an experience with it too because I feel like just I, go ahead can I just Wait, say? Can I throw this out? Okay. Have you ever thought we dated? No. Okay. No. Can I just say that at Winthrop, I feel like they were like throwing me against every gay person I would be beside. I'm like, and that, am I like but you know what's funny about that? And this is where I was going with it. Yeah. Because even if we have thought that you were gay, you were you talked to everybody. You are very friendly. So why is it that when even, because when I was in like high school or middle school, I was, I was a social butterfly and I was always a hoe for being a social butterfly. I wasn't doing anything. I was far behind from what girls were doing for really. So, and it's just like always when, it's just that when people don't know that they're just like, oh, they must be. Especially if, if especially yeah. if they think that you're gay and you're with somebody else that they think is gay. Oh, yeah. they're like the story is just yes. Yeah, I think yeah. people get bored. Mm. You're people get insecure about things, and yeah. so they try to create a narrative narrative that's gonna make them feel comfortable. Uh-huh. Even though you're just like that's so left field. Also, right. just act, well, don't ask, but you can ask yeah. um, uh-huh. respectfully. 
And right. on the opposite side of that, you also have people that are just curious too. Like mm-hmm. people just genuinely. For one, we're in the South, right? We're all mm-hmm. from South. You know, from South Carolina. Went to school in South Carolina. So people just have a lot of gay culture. It's not accessible to people, mm-hmm. and it's often like in the shadows already. Right. So I also recognize that people can just be questioning, like, okay, he's probably gay. He's always walking with this guy who's probably gay. Uh huh. Maybe they have something going on, mm-hmm. and that's maybe a positive way to look at it. But I also think people just wonder, like, they're yeah. more friendly. Maybe they should go to. Then people be trying, yeah, yeah. Please trying to play matchmaker. They be yeah. like, oh, that's I know somebody, and they do it for them. We're like, girl, we have nothing. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. No yeah, yeah. Why are we that, doing this? Big that's funny. Energy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, but I will say this though. I used to get. I wondered if people thought Julie and I were together. Really? And most people did it. Yeah. No, I did. I don't think I got that vibe. I, I don't think that it. that's your type. All right. Thank you. <laughs> no, I don't, no, no, no. Say it again. No. 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 Both ways. I mean, unless. <laughs> no, I don't. Y'all, y'all don't seem combat. But I mean, you never know. Also, you never know. You don't know your true self. I feel like a lot of us sometimes. A lot of people are hiding, especially and especially like um, if we talk about coming out. Um, a lot of I, I also feel for. I don't know. I don't know if it's a like if I feel bad that you weren't comfortable enough to come out until later on in your life. So like do you feel like you missed out on yourself from coming out later or do you feel like you like you were okay? Like it was the mm-hmm. like that was the time frame that was appropriate for your situation. Uh, so I'm just not a person that kind of like lives in regret. Mm-hmm. I think when things happen that's just when it's supposed, supposed to happen. To happen. Mm-hmm. If I would, when I see like these young babies coming out in high school, okay, babies, right, I live for them. And I'm like, oh my god, yes, you're going to prom, and so people are like, well, what would you have done? And I'm like, that just wasn't my space. Mm-hmm. That wasn't my environment. That wasn't the time. It wasn't like, no. So for me, when I came out, that was the perfect time. I had no reservations about coming out. I wasn't scared. I invited my friend in. She held that space. We kept it pushing, mm-hmm. and I just was able to give her the tea. Of mm-hmm. all the college experiences yeah, yeah, yeah. without the pronouns, right, right, but right. yeah, I don't, I don't really have any regrets. I think the timing was right mm-hmm. for me. I don't think I have regrets, but I do feel sad for the younger me who felt like he could not come out earlier. Mm-hmm. I'm, I am aware enough to know that I arrived when I needed to arrive. Right. But there was a void that younger me had. Right? Mm-hmm. That younger me was alone a lot. Mm-hmm. The younger me was depressed and sad a lot. The younger me felt like he was not seen, heard, and felt a lot. And if I can go back and take a lot of those days away from him of feeling that, mm-hmm. I would. Do mm-hmm. I appreciate still where I am today? Sure, yeah. Right. Should I have had to have navigate life like that? No. And everything else made it that way. Right. South. All the things you can imagine. Right. Um, so, yeah, so I'm, I'm comfortable with where I am, but I do cross with that little boy sometimes too. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it gets yeah. deep. Yeah, no, I. Yeah. I, 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 I just, I think that, like Earl, I, I don't regret the time that I came out, but also like Tadian, I do recognize that there is this child and we all have this right. you know child right. within us right that 
we have to go back to and nurture in many ways. And for me, my, my work as an adult, um, even though the circumstances I was born in, uh, the family I was born into, beautiful family, very, very religious family, and many things I'm grateful for, but a lot of that hurt and isolation that I experienced as a child came from me knowing that, very young, by the way, I, mm-hmm. I know probably five years old, five or six, I was very clear. Wait, were you clear that you liked the same sex or were you clear that you just were different, that you didn't see things the same way? To me, I, and this is on the backdrop also, I have five brothers. So, right. Um, just being, having all those guys in my family, I knew that I was different from them at that age in this way, but also I knew that I was attracted to other guys like in kindergarten, in first grade, mm-hmm. the way that they were attracted to other girls, girls at that right. age. You know, so um, all of that was happening from a young age. And like I was mentioning, my work now is like, how do I just affirm that little kid that's still inside of me? And how do I, now that I'm out, enjoy myself and really live in that free space? Mm -hmm. Because do you feel like you've for so long had to hide that it's still hard for you to kind of like be comfortable in where where you're at now? Do you ever like at like... Do you ever like sit back like, okay, maybe that was too much or maybe I just need to take a step back or it's yeah. like just hard to fulfill like your whole like. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's a battle to be secure in certain ways. Which is everyone. Yeah. And I think that I think that the world pretends like only LGBTQ people are confused. Right. Like, like we're not all trying to navigate our own self. Absolutely. I can sit here and turn the tables on myself and talk about things that, you know, that I had to, that I went through in my childhood that I'm still trying to fix now today, you know? So I think it's just like, people just think they have it figured out when it comes to like coming out and all that stuff. Tell you, tell you how you should do it and all exactly. that stuff. But I don't think, I mean, isn't that like what humanity is? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. It is the constant quest and journey of figuring it out. Yes. I think the day you no longer figure it out is the day you're dead. Right. Right. And I even think about the intersection of the fact of us as humans, the common experience as black people, you're always navigating that. Yes. Mm-hmm. You're navigating the intersection of also being a woman. Mm-hmm. Right. And what comes with that right. experience itself. Yes. So it's like not just being black. Not just being gay, mm-hmm. not just being in the South, mm-hmm. you have to add a uh, plus sign in between all of that and mm-hmm. see what the equal looks like for you. Mm-hmm. And that is not work that can be done in a year or two. Right. We would do that work for the rest of our lives. That's right. And you have to be on the side of being okay with discovering what that looks like mm-hmm. for you. you. Yes. Yeah. And that's the hard part. Mm-hmm. I think that's the hard part too. Hard as hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And um, I think it's also when y'all, because we're talking about college, right? Mm-hmm. And in and, and high school. Um, I think growing up in the South and growing up in the church, and especially if you're in a small church or in a small community, yeah. Dylan, I mean, you, people are always <laughs> like, oh, like, he he's doing this in church, he must be gay, or he's gay. You know, people always want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And then when you come out, everyone's shocked, or everyone has more to talk about. And it's like, why are people shocked? And why don't people talk about, like, we were, I was talking to someone about 
why are people, when you're in small community and people are talking about this one kid and they may know situations that had happened in the church where people took advantage of kids or, you know, and then all of a sudden they, they never talked about this type of stuff that went on at home. And then they're surprised when things arise or when these kids are struggling outside and then, then nobody ever talked about it. It's, it's a constant issue, um, I think, that LGBTQ people face, but it's not exclusive to us, right? No. Um, I think what will happen is people will make our community like a boogeyman and um, use us like as the bad thing, right, for many, many different reasons, politically, mm-hmm. whether it's in the church, uh, if it's just, you know, on, at school or whatever. Uh, while all of these other very, very negative, very negatively impactful things are happening to people as well, um, like you mentioned, abuse. Um, yeah. You know, we have full, we have full like people who commit like murder, and that's like generally like people may know like the story behind it, but for the most part, in certain communities, they're still accepted in the family. You don't have like those people that are you know, bastardized basically because they've committed a crime Mm -hmm. or whatever it is. But for the gay community, you can just be honest, honestly, about your experience and your attraction. And that is cause for you to be banished in some way from your family, which is absolutely, absolutely ridiculous when you really think about it. Right. Yeah. So we also have to add right there just to add on to Julius, not just like um, abandoned within your family, people are being killed. Right. Right. People are being murdered. Right. Because of their choice. That should be a concern for every single living human being. Right. Yeah. I also think it's just a deflective practice, right? So people like to deflect attention from them. And Mm. if I can name this person that is loud or living free or that I know that there's a consensus that that is wrong, Mm -hmm. I'm going to go to pick on this person because that's less eyes on me and Mm. whatever I'm doing. That can be eyes too. Mm-hmm. So I do think sometimes it's that in combination of what you're saying. But I think like when you're living in your truth sometimes and people are again insecure or mm-hmm. jealous or they don't know how to get there, mm-hmm. I'm gonna pick. Mm-hmm. And it's heavy on that last part. Like mm-hmm. that envy of <sighs> I have this box oh. that I have to be in. Yeah. Right. So many people are so comfortable with these roles in their head, but their bodies are actually right. fighting against this small box. <laughs> and if you and your gay ass <laughs> prances across this campus, or you have your, you know, I'm wearing like these little pearls or whatever, mm-hmm. and some people will look at this and be like, that is way too feminine. And I'm like, it's jewelry, mm-hmm. number one, right? This is literally. Like, <laughs> look, I got this from HM. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but it's like, this is too much for you, seriously. Mm-hmm. You just want to exercise your freedom, but mm-hmm. the box that you're within won't allow you to do that. Mm-hmm. And so now it's your job to just point your finger yeah. and try and take somebody like me or Earl or, or Tadian down. And I think it's, a, it's connected to safety too, right? Right. Like That's okay. Stepping out of the box yeah. puts you... <laughs> Mm-hmm. front and center and so if you don't feel secure or even if you're a straight everybody tries to step out of the box at right. some point I also strongly believe that society from birth to wherever age you are is trying to knock you into like you said a box a category mm-hmm. and the moment you step out of that you're getting some kind of repercussion or right. crash that makes you feel I'm not safe mm-hmm. and so I think I tell everybody to go to therapy yeah. is 
go to therapy so you can learn and create a new safety for yourself where that's authentic and aligned with who you are. And so I think oftentimes when people see somebody is stepping out, right, and they are safe, but they feel uncomfortable, they want to lash out to, let me knock you back to mm. what's considered the norm. Mm. Mm. That's really good, yeah. You said, yeah. <laughs> clap, clap, clap. Really good. Um, so with the pod, what was the goal with, or what is the goal with your podcast? And then, because I feel like it's not just a, I wouldn't, I don't like to say podcast. I feel like it's a talk series experience. An experience, <laughs> okay. right? A brand. a brand. And what responsibility do you feel like you have with it? Like, do you feel like, like who, at first, who was your audience? Who, who would you say was your audience? Just everyone? And also kind of do the breakdown of what grits. Yes, okay. yes. Yeah, so you, you know, can I, move the mic towards you too if you want. So we're pretty clear on who our audience is, right? Our first audience is creating space for black, gay men in the South. Okay. If you identify with that, this space is created for you, by you, essentially us, mm -hmm. right? If you can come here and feel seen, heard, and felt, we have done our job. Mm -hmm. If anybody else chooses to come alongside that journey with us to learn, to empathize, to hone in on, mm -hmm. you are invited, but you're not required. Mm -hmm. Right? So we do it from the lens of our bigger social responsibility being creating a space for people who have not always had space. Okay. Right? And we oftentimes talk about this thing of when we show up to this microphone, we're each showing up, not just for ourselves today, but our younger selves, mm -hmm. and seeing something or content that we never, ever got to see growing up. Right. Yeah. Right? There's been limited stories, limited narratives around our lived experience, especially as you add on the intersection of South and, you know, all the things. In addition to us being yeah. preacher's kid, I mean, you talk about the church, right? We don't just go to church. Our parents were the church. Church, right. Right? How especially do you in a small that? community. Absolutely. Right. So how do you navigate all of that? with vulnerability and boldness. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a responsibility when this comes on mm -hmm. to do that in a way that doesn't make any other kid feel like we might have felt growing up, mm -hmm. but that they are okay as they are and being them is always enough. I believe that I think that we believe that is why we do this here. Yeah. That's, I, I'm glad to ask that question because obviously I'm not that specific audience, but I do... And I see the um, importance in it. Yeah. And not just for people, and especially for people that um, need that space, because if they don't have that space, but also for us to learn. And because being in the South and having people that we have grown up with that are now, you know, have are comfortable enough to come out, you kind of like, I, I feel, for, like I do feel for, especially the college experience and like, just like not being able to talk to your best friend the same way that like, like being honest, completely honest with them. Yeah. And so I, I really do respect that. Um, and- We actually have an episode like around that. Cause like I said, our show is targeted to black queer men. Right. Um, but we also, our last episode talked about the importance of relationships between black gay men and black women mm -hmm. and that safety and connection that right. we all provide to each other. Um, also, the Grits Code stands for gays, race in the South. Yeah, um, right. yeah that's... Right. And we so, cover a lot. Is, and do you feel like that's the importance of the show or that's your responsibility, providing that space 
foreign, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's meant to be just insightful. Like, um, if you have questions, just as, as you know, a woman, and you just want to know, hmm, I wonder what Julian Tatian and Earl might think about a certain topic. Mm-hmm. Or even if you're just wanting to see how we talk about ourselves, right? right? Um, that that is also cool, and we have fun on the podcast. Yeah, too, yeah, so, yeah. Y'all be um, cooking. And you know, <laughs> <laughs> we have our things. Um, someone's still sour because they lost that competition. <laughs> and I also think, <laughs> representation-wise, yeah. right? So like, we all have very similar intersectionalities, but our experiences are vastly different. Like, yeah. they're PK kids. I'm not a PK child. My family is just more so spiritual. Um, but okay. our experiences right. are different. I grew up in a church, but I also was at a very young age. I was just like, everybody in here hurt. Mm. <laughs> like, there's a lot of hurt church trauma going up in here. I'm seeing you judging all these moms, these mm. young moms. I'm hearing these comments. I don't like this space. Okay. Till we found the right church home. But like, right. I think that's one thing. I've always been a peonated child. Um, but my mom's has always created that space of just, mm, we're not going to stay where we don't feel appreciated and mm-hmm. seen and so we gonna keep it moving so did you because you brought up your mom did mm-hmm. y'all have to have your family support on doing the podcast or it was just like i'm grown this is who i am and this is just did y'all have the conversation like hey i'm going to do this or did you just do it yeah for me like for my family honestly i don't know i feel like my dad and mom raised me and my brothers to kind of do what we not what we want necessarily, mm-hmm. but kind of like forge your own path. Like if you're passionate about something, just do it. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't really feel the need to get like permission or anything like that for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, they know who they raised ultimately. Right. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I didn't tell them too much about it before I started. Um, I pretty much just let them know, like I'll be talking about being gay and they were like, oh, okay, cool. So I sent okay. them, like, we have a family group chat, of course. Right. It's called The Proud Family. Uh, <laughs> and so basically every time we drop an episode, I'll put it <laughs> into the group chat. And that's, that's know, it. we just kind of talk about that's it. That's beautiful. Um, I like that. What's your, we've never asked each other this. I'm curious. What's, what's your answer? You know, my people live for me. Like, yeah. we just go up for each other. Your so, mama be under every video. my mama is on every Comments post. Okay. She texts me even the other week. Um, so, when we doing this mom episode, when I need to be ready, you know, I'm about to go out of the country, so I need to know what date I need to be available. <laughs> Girl, slow down. Um, but they, there wasn't any huge like conversation. I just was like, hey, I'm thinking about starting a show. And I, we said the name. My mom was like, mm, that hit. Okay. okay. She's like, well, I'm, let me know when it drops. My auntie, who is like my person as well. Mm hmm. Both of them always watch every episode, even when I had my first podcast. Like, yeah, they just I always like are like, one. live, just right. go do mm-hmm. and do more, and just they just always been very supportive. Mm-hmm. I've never had an idea that was shut down, mm-hmm. which I think is why I'm like so ambitious about things because it is like, why not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's interesting. I, so it's interesting. I'm processing this in real time. I've never mentioned the podcast to my parents. Really? Never. Never to this day. Never. Have they watched? Probably not. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how they would know that it even exists. It's not. I don't like. I don't mm-hmm. post on Facebook yeah, about yeah, yeah. it. Okay. I have my friends on Instagram. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think so. So <laughs> <laughs> they got a burner account. <laughs> I've never had the conversation, but I'm 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 asking myself here in real time 
is there a reason that I haven't communicated? Okay. Or is it just like, I'm we have shocked. to talk about it? Does but your I, sister watch? I don't know. I've never asked them. So you're not dropping it in the profit. You're not dropping no, it in the no, family no, group chat. No, But, I, you know, I'm cross. Again, I feel like I'm on the couch again. Oh, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> if I've been trying to keep my safe space, uh, my, my space safe, mm. and, I, and I referenced that at my 25th birthday two years ago, I'll... For those who were there, I made an announcement around the fact that I worked on a project for my 25th birthday. Mm-hmm. I essentially made a documentary talking about the first 25 years of my life. Mm-hmm. Months worth of content, had all this stuff together, seven episode type series. And I sent it to, and one episode was about my experience being gay, the intersection of how the church impacted that. So I'm having this conversation in the church with my pastor about sexuality. Like I was ready to like blow the internet up. And I shared it with my parents the week before releasing it. Um, to be like, hey, this is coming out. You know, mm-hmm. our family's very put together. Mm-hmm. I'm a very put together family. Um, it's like PR, right? Like this is a family matter. Yes, Everything you right. do individually impacts all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, so I shared it with them and they thought I should not put it out. And I ended up not putting it because of just all that they shared back to me. And I think when this one rolled around, something probably tapped that same feeling yes, of they're yeah. not going to silence me again. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, but I, I mean, now there's still underlying truth of like, I do whatever I want to do. Right, right, That's right. Real. But I wonder if that piece of me that felt shut down before didn't communicate it because I didn't want to feel that again. Mm-hmm. So I'm processing that. Do so you still have this content? Right. Yeah. It looks you, you'll ever... I think so at this point, right? It's like the Kanye documentary. Mm, yeah. Like content for 20 years that yeah. never released. But we're not going to wait 20. Well, it's going to be, you know... I mean, I feel like he would do that, though. Yeah, I will. <laughs> That's like, he, he probably would have... Yeah, he probably was like, hold up. Yeah, it's on a hard drive. Mm-hmm. Um, um. Because one of the things I also want to acknowledge, when I did that work, it was fortating. Mm-hmm. I didn't record that content for anybody. I feel that. Yes, right. I wanted to go through the process of healing mm-hmm. and make available what I felt comfortable mm-hmm. making available for you all to join me on that journey of healing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm still doing that work, mm-hmm. right? So whenever it's time, back to Earl's point earlier, when it's time, mm-hmm. it will drop. I feel mm-hmm. that because the, the year after I graduated from college, I wrote like a self-reflection book. And it, I thought that it was meant to be published, but it was meant for me. Yeah. And I never, ever released it. And I was working at Urban Outfitters as a manager, and my regional manager loved me so much. Um, shout out to her, because she'll still give me a job if I ask her. But um, uh, she was like, oh, my gosh, like, this is so good, because, like, you know, people need to realize that, like, therapy is good, but you can also do some work by yourself, too. Like, there's a lot that goes into it. And I was so excited because I was like, this is going to be a hit. But it, I realized it was for me and not for the whole world. Maybe we'll drop it on the... Yeah, but I, felt, I, I didn't realize that. So even, even though I didn't release the full seven-part series, I still re- and it's still on my Instagram today, mm-hmm. I released a short video I recorded about... It was still my public coming into, my public coming out video. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like I could not step into 26 without doing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And on the other side, the pre-side of that, I thought it was about everybody else. 
Mm. I thought it was about finally letting my daddy know that I'm gay. My mm. mom had already known for years. We agreed to never tell my dad. Okay. She made the decision that we would never tell my dad, right? So, like... She made that decision for you or y'all... For, uh, for the family, mm-hmm. right? My dad's a pastor. We're not going to put that on him. Yeah. Right? And again, I, my mom, they know. My mom is my girl. Right. But there's flaws, right? And we all come... And she's still trying to stuff. learn... Her, like, she's exactly. learning, too. That's... There's grace yes. for the journey, um, but that was the reality. So I was thinking this coming out was about finally letting the whole world know and being able to breathe and mm-hmm. all the things. And on the other side, I was like, this was about me the whole time. Mm-hmm. It was never about anybody else. Mm-hmm. But it took me doing that to realize it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, That's beautiful. Earl, I want to ask you a question. Because um, <laughs> you're talking about your mom and your aunt being so supportive. Did that support, as when you were younger, not feel still? That support wasn't coming out support. That was just support you as a human being. Like, did did when did you come out to your mom, or why did you feel like you couldn't? Child is here. Yeah. Let me tell you something. The brain can is a its goal is always to protect you, and mm-hmm. sometimes it protects you from things that you actually need to be touched and getting in tune with. Mm-hmm. Um, I had so many narratives. So I'm a junior. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, you know, I got an old name. So I'm named after my Early. dad. And my dad, I will shorten it up to say, has taken a lot of steps in life that probably were not for the best. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in me having and being a namesake, I had a lot of internal pressures of I have to be better then. Okay. Um, I have to set the example of this name and give this name power. Mm. And so growing up, being a little black boy in the South, I always was told you have two strikes. You black and you are male. Mm-hmm. Unbeknownst, well, I'm sure they know. You, you know your children. I had a third. I was gay. And so growing up, I used to just have a lot of pressures of like, oh my God. And we talked about this. Yeah. Super successful, making great grades, super involved, right. all the things, right. right? That look at me, yeah. right? So when I do bring up what I think is a flaw, though, I'm like, that's me. It's not a flaw. I think it just held me back. Because um, I told my mom, my mom was like one of the last. She was the second family member. I told my sister first. But all my friends had known for like a whole like year or so. Okay. Um, and maybe it was a few months. I can't remember, but thirty. Uh, <laughs> when I did come out to her, it wasn't much conversation. And I think I wanted it to be like this huge thing, but like oh, okay. no one. I've never had a bad experience of inviting anybody into that part of my life. Um, Grace, thankfully. Yeah. Um, but my mom was just like, okay. And I was like, you ain't got nothing to say. And she was like, no. She's like, I mean, I did just take some headache medicine, so I'm kind of sleepy, but I'm, okay. Like, you good? Mm-hmm. You dating somebody? It just was. Right. It was, that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, even my sister, everybody just was like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was it. Mm-hmm. And so, in my head, I think I wanted a little flair, a little drama. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I didn't yeah. get that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, there weren't no questions. I'm just like, oh. I wasted all this time. Why? Yeah. I was like, girl. And I think I even asked my mom, well, did you know? And she's like, I mean, I had inclinations as a kid she said but i don't know i mean you had girlfriends but then she's like i don't i don't know Earl. I just, whenever you were ready she mm-hmm. said you could skate backwards <laughs> at six <laughs> you get on my nerves you referenced to that video but oh, yeah so i think i was my own barrier okay. a lot of times and i think that just around because it just felt like b- between the stores it just feels like you had the most support or like the most yeah, comfortable so but I obviously came out because my auntie her senior prom date was her best friend. He did her hair and was her like helped her pick her dress out. He was gay. My mom had 
we have a cousin that was gay. Mm-hmm. I could have came out. Right. But it, but it was you. And yeah. and I think and and I think it for me it just shows to just keep being a supportive person because that person is still just trying to figure it out for themselves. Yeah. Like how you did all that work, that mm. was for yourself. I being like if I was your close friend, I'm just there to support you through that. Yeah. Right. And that's why can we say that for people who may just be supporters watching? Mm-hmm. That's why support is important. Yeah, right. Because you don't know what your you just making someone feel okay as they are mm-hmm. can do for their liberation. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I am who I am. I was able to do that video. I was able to come into because of my village. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just gay people. Mm-hmm. It was everybody who made me feel I'm good as though I am. Right. Mm-hmm. So being that person is always enough along someone's journey. Of becoming, whether that's sexuality, mm-hmm. coming into womanhood, coming into motherhood, right. coming right. into all the things you experience, having village and community, yeah, it's everything. Um, so one of my friends had asked me recently. This is about um, like being a new mom and stuff. She and I was just telling her like the disappointment that I kind of had in like my friends or my family not realizing that I need more, like or or support and she was like do you feel like you have more pressure because you think that everybody thinks that you're okay so you have even more pressure to be okay and Tati and I'm thinking about you because it's like do you feel like or all y'all because you're talking about how you excelled in all these other categories do you feel like you had to excel in all these categories to hide away that one that part that nobody saw or could see that you didn't think they could see absolutely right and we all and and you know, I think that's also why we connected too. Mm-hmm. Like, bingo. High performing. <laughs> we Earl came up with this term uh, about the ten percent, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and I adopted that very early. But it's like to not just be gay, right? To not just be a pretty face, if you right? Feel, but have your stuff together. Be mm-hmm. a good human being. Be mm-hmm. decent. Be ambitious and driven. That's a lot to be bringing to a table. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, having a piece of that is just who we are, I would like to say. Right. I'm driven just because I'm driven. Right. I'm going to work just because I love to work. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. I think we'd all not be telling the full truth if we didn't say that there was a way to try to be as buttoned up and perfect as possible. Mm -hmm. Because of the fear, if that thing came out, it it shatters everything else. Yes, That part is together. My family still got something to say. Like, at least my son... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like, it gives everybody something to use as armor mm-hmm. um, when it shouldn't really have to be that way. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. Yeah, because I just think about it as I need support. I think we all need support, and I think that some people just like to just put like gay people in a box, yeah. like oh they like. Yeah. But everybody is needs support yeah. in what some was your way. Response to that question. Oh, most definitely. Like, I feel like I, like, I had the conversation with Jarrell because when I got into the hospital, I just feel like all we did was pray. We didn't, he didn't ask me, like, he just knew I was getting, he just knew I was going to get better because he was praying about it. But I needed that, 
I needed to be very vulnerable and be like, Excellent. I'm, yes, and I'm scared, okay? Mm-hmm. Yes, we can pray about it, but I'm scared right now, and I need somebody to be scared with me, mm-hmm. or at least or at least see that scaredness, and, and almost, like, because I had a very traumatic childhood. I didn't really, like, me and my mom were going through it at the same time, almost, with my dad dying early, and then I had a lot of other things that I went through by myself, and not having anybody to be in that space with. You know, there's a lot of things that I put, that I dealt with by myself. And still to this day, I feel like I'm dealing with things by myself, but I also think I do that to myself. I don't always share that with, you know? It's like a two-way street. Like, it's very, it takes a lot of vulnerability to even ask for support. Right. And then I think people also have to be able to ask people, like, what do you need? I think a lot of times Mm -hmm. there's a thing Toxic positivity. Everything, you can't always be optimistic. Sometimes right. I need like five minutes to be like, yes. this is some bullshit. Yes. Right? Thank you. And I want to be like, all right, yes. this is some bullshit. I'm going to have a bullshit day, but then yes. tomorrow I'm yes. going to be back. I'm yes. going to be good. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> so, because that, I guess. <laughs> but I think that's Real the thing. Like, <laughs> and it's hard though, because like if you're so, and I think that's another part. I was a very independent person. Same. So it will be like that. I, I'm not going to ask for support because I don't want to have that chance. Am I getting a narrative? I'm asking for support and then you let me down. And then it's just like, yes. hey, just put my point. Exactly. <laughs> and that like, is another thing. What are you doing, baby? Like, this yeah. is not black and yeah. white. Hold yeah. grace, yeah. hold space because mm-hmm. everybody going through something. I yes. think that's the yeah. thing too. Even with my friends that have gotten older, like, if one of us, I don't even say drop the ball. You are not able to hold space for me and that's okay. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean tomorrow you won't do it. That won't mean one day I might not be able to hold space. And so even with my friends, we have this thing where we check in of like, one, I'm always asking, what do you need? Mm-hmm. Like, are you wanting to vent or you want advice? Because that mm-hmm. also saves me because if I feel like I'm giving you this good advice and then you don't, you go do the opposite. I can't be mad at nobody but myself because that's not even what you were asking Ask, for. Okay, okay. So a lot of conversations got to have. But communication is hard, but it's needed. Yes, <laughs> yes. And I'm realizing that more so now too. And I, I felt that part where you said, I don't want to tell you, and then you disappoint me. And then I had that in my marriage because it's like, I really don't want to be, I don't want this to be a thing later, mm-hmm. you know, so I don't bring it up, but that didn't help. Like now we are great communicators. Yeah. Like that's the best way to have a relationship, friendship, whatever, communication. Yeah. Learning how, and learning how that person communicates too. And because yeah. I think. A lot of times, growing up, Jarrell will always just say, pray about it, like, or we, we can pray about it together, mm-hmm. And but sometimes I want to talk about it, yeah. right? And I want to talk Both it in. through. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so we, we, can, we can wrap this up in the guess, I guess, but um, what are y'all future goals with Grits? Like, I just feel like this is, it is an experience, right? Mm-hmm. So how, where are y'all trying to take it? What are y'all claiming for it? Um, and just how, where do you want it to go? Everywhere. Uh, everywhere. <laughs> we're, we're claiming elevation for it. Uh, definitely growing our platforms. So, we, of course, we invite everybody to follow us at The Grits Co. Mm-hmm. Um, on Instagram and on YouTube. But we just want to take it as far as it'll go. I think that with this platform, especially some of the recognition we've gotten so far, right. uh, recently we were out in LA with GLAAD and uh, really learning from true creative professionals, mm-hmm. um, just getting those gold nuggets, mm-hmm. making sure that we make those connections, yeah. true genuine connections that one, 
uh, bolster our platform, but also bolster other people's platforms mm -hmm. and provide some sort of resource directly to community. And we're talking about black people here in the South. Yeah. Like that is 100% our focus. So yeah, just keep going up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I love it. The biggest thing, it's something about a live show for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I want just like live mm -hmm. events. Cause yes, I love like being in front of the camera and we just getting to talk, but we had our first live show June. Yeah. And I just love it's energy, right? Yes, yes, yeah. Just it's what I do for a living. I love talking to people sometimes. But <laughs> like just being able to just connect, have real conversations, be in that moment. I just live for a live show. So I That's would love good. to see us expand to more live shows, expand mm -hmm. to colleges, high schools, being safe spaces. Yes. Yeah. Um, yes. for everybody, but particularly like Ooh, I love black that. queer boys and mm -hmm. men. So yeah, I just, uh, yeah, there's a space for it, obviously. Yeah. There's a need for it. And um, I was just like, please just don't stop. Like, don't let, you know, because I feel like even for me sometimes, like, it's so easy for me to be like, and like, just, oh, this other thing is, you know, other things are taking up my time. I don't need to do this. So I just... I know that this will be great and everybody needs it. Um, and you know, one other thing, this is a real random thing, because you were talking about shows. How do you feel, because we were talking about this in our friend group, um, I heard that they're doing like a queer love, um, the ultimatum in Atlanta. How do you feel about that? Because I feel like it's, I feel like it's an opportunity. They know that it will be entertaining, and I feel like that's wrong to you. I mean, there's people that are casting for this, so people want to be on the show. But do you not feel like the for the producers that that's like an opportunity they took to be messy and and to almost like capitalize off mm. of like your like. Oh, I think that's the reason why we even did this show to provide a different type of representation. Thank you, right. It's just messy. Society likes to pigeonhole what queerness looks like mm -hmm. and give you mess, give you sex. Yes. All the things, right? And again, we're not a monolith. And so for me, I think it's just, I don't know the producers. I don't know what their fuel is. Right. Um, I would love, why don't we just have this on the regular season, right? I don't like when people do spin-off where, like, here's a special. We're doing mm -hmm. an LGBT special or a gay special. Yes. Yeah. Just go ahead and incorporate that because this isn't special. This is normal. So go mm -hmm. ahead and put it with the regular show and just mm -hmm. have your people that are queer mm -hmm. or whatever. And we all can have this love ultimatum. But I don't know. I also don't really even like dating show. I don't... They're not... I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. not real. So, but... <laughs> but, yeah, I just felt like it was... I almost felt offended and I'm not even... I just felt like you're... It's going to be... It's going to be entertaining. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I understand where the marketing and the, the strategy behind it is, but that's almost the problem because yeah. you're using, and I can only it's imagine. It's a in a sense. Yes. To your profit. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and that's really the driving force behind it. Like, those dollars, they're trying to get those viewers, and they know, like, with the, the media climate right now, like, the mess is what's going to bring those eyes in for the most yes. part. Um, so, you know, it's the business behind it all, right. but also, like Earl was saying, I think that's where it's really nice to have like these uh, ground up sorts of shows. Mm -hmm. where yeah, right. We're giving you giving you that content that's directly from like grassroots people and authentic, authentic people. Yeah, mm -hmm. and so we're also lucky in a way because we're able to get this directly to viewers. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's a blessing in and of itself. We don't need a yeah. network to... to and I want to make an adjustment, yeah. right? Because we're not a monolith, right? Mm -hmm. 
mess is okay too, mm-hmm. right? Show it all. Yeah. But if you're gonna just show that, I want you to show the other parts as well. Mm-hmm. So, cause you got people, and we're the other part. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, I because I'm just sitting here and I'm thinking like, well, let me also be like, that would be exclusive to me. But like, well, if somebody's like a sexy red, and that's who they are. Okay. Let them live and be right, free. Who right, they are. right, and and because they're why. and they're also right. choosing to. I'm not, and I'm saying like somebody's got to be on the show, right? right so they're right. choosing to be on the show, but I just that that like, ooh, let's go here and do this because yeah, yeah, this yeah. is gonna be good, right? Yeah. That's the part that kind of give me like mm, when, <laughs> but and but I appreciate that y'all are having this authentic space mm-hmm. and having it, and I and I pray that it goes far and that people will want to also see that part and the missy part. But okay. So that was a great show. Um, thank you guys for tuning here, tuning in. If you're still here, appreciate you. Please follow all of their Grits Co. I'll, you'll can find it on the um, information on the video and on Instagram. <laughs> thank you guys. Bye. travel hard and shit, but trust me, ain't no safer My poker face legit when all the stakes amount. Took my dreams and doubled down real quick while others raised the doubt. Some niggas define themselves by shit up in.